everybody, and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, he's Steve, and Sonic Spin dashes his way back onto the silver screen in episode 268 today, April 8th, 2022. We're going to be going right into our topic of the day, which is the Sonic 2 movie review. So there's no need to fast forward to anything because we're going to get right into it. But before we do, uh, we are going to caution you that we are going to be talking about spoilers. So you have, in fact, been alerted of said spoilers. And one final note. Hmm. Make sure you break the sound barrier on that subscribe button. Maybe toss a ring at that notification bell. That way you will miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week. That's right. <gasps> Every week. Steve, I will go first this time, I believe. Oh, really? I thought I would throw you a, uh, a bit of a curveball and, mm. you know, decide to actually take this one head on, as they say. I was thinking you were going to say more like grind up on that notification bell or something. What is that move that Grind Sonic does? Up? Yeah, well, he kind of like charges in one place. So uh, like in a that would be a spin dash, Steve. Yeah, but he's not dashing. Yeah, like you could charge up in one place. Uh, sure. Before, sure. You, before you dash. Uh-huh. Yeah. The same. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a grind. It's, uh, it's a called, no, it's no grind. <laughs> Take your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Sonic grinding up on you. Spin dash, Steve. Spin dash. Yeah. Exactly. Pre-dash. I thought it'd be fun to, first of all, talk a little bit about some of the fun shenanigans going on at the theater itself. So this is like toward the end of Mm. our little adventure to the theater. Steve's wife was with us, Mm. watched the flick, and then she actually recognized someone who was there at the theater. And um, during kind of like a little howdy-doody time, he mentioned, well, first he asked us, which movie do we see? And we said, right. oh, Sonic 2. And then he said, oh, well, you know, by the way, there's uh, some posters and uh, you know booklet stuff that they're handing out at the front. Swag. It's first come, first serve, Sonic 2 swag. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it was really, really cool. I went over there. And I don't know if they have any more after tonight or not. Mm. I, I didn't ask, uh, you know, what their supply was, supply chain issue situation. Yeah, is. right. However, when it came to the uh, the booklet, uh, I saw they only had two left, and I was able to grab one. I grabbed one for myself, which is a lot of fun, and that is the, if I do my, my channel, my Vanna White once more. There we go. Oh, that's good enough right there. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. So it's a little it's a little comic book, actually. On the one side is more of like the tried and true Sonic uh, art style. And on the flip side, it's like, oh, it's the movie adaption with Jim Carrey and whatnot. So anyway, I have not had a, uh, a chance at all since uh, you know, I just picked this up to actually read it. But I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's got some cool art. Sure. It, you know, some cool stuff in here for sure. And uh can't wait to show it to my daughter. You know, I, th- I think she's going to get a kick out of it. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. The uh, other thing is that they also had some posters as well, which was first come, first serve. And so just wanted to show that really quickly as well, where um, it's pretty sweet, honestly. I mean, you, I always, like, hold it so crooked. Um, 
there you go. When you, when you uh, take a look at it, I mean, like, I really like the design. I love, like, you know, they got the half Sonic, half Knuckles because, you know, they they were at odds with each other. They were at fisticuffs for a mm. large part of the movie. But what do you think about that, Steve? Did you notice a little uh, limited edition Sega I font do. 2022? 2022 down there, yep. Yeah, a little partnership. So if you go to Cinemark Theaters, yeah, and again, Cinemark. we're not sponsored by Cinemark or anything Not like yet, that. anyway. Oh. oh, not yet. I mean, we would love to talk to Cinemark if they had any kind of inclination to do so. But um, <laughs> I don't know if that was a wink or you were trying to like... <laughs> Like, push your glasses up with your cheek or something. Yeah, like, no, right. If I could just get it up on my nose. Um, anyway, I think this is cool. I dig this. I, I don't think that this was, like, any kind of, like, afterthought or whatever. I think that there's uh, some really cool design sensibility that's going on into this. So figured I would uh, show that really quick because I, I dig it. And I got an extra one for my daughter because she, too, has become quite the uh, the Sonic fan Sonic as fan. her father el padre indeed anyway steve what did you think of the film russ i'm gonna well i think um there was there were some things that were a little bit better in this one than um the first one Uh uh-huh and then there were some things that were worse i think than the first one Uh uh-huh uh, I think first of all, th- I think this one had a lot more color. It seemed in in it, sure. Uh, as far as being like this, uh, you know, CG, uh, real life kind of you know combo adaptation kind of deal. Um, and you think of a Sonic game, it's that, it's, it's really colorful, right? Oh like yeah, you're a Green Hill Zone. You're you're blowing up little contraptions. To let your Colorful furry creatures, little you know, cyborg robots. Yeah, yep. I mean, and you know, you're jumping off springs, and there's clouds, and then you whatever. It's a really colorful game, colorful but, yet dangerous utopia. Yeah. So the first one didn't have a whole lot of color. Honestly, it was kind of bland beyond just Sonic. I thought. Well, no, I mean, it, it still had color to oh, well, it. I, right, it's not black and white, but I mean, like, there wasn't. It wasn't as like fully, you know, colorful like this whole palette compared to the game. And I felt like this one had more color to it. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I kind of felt like this one was more childish. Um, kind of off the wall yeah. more so than the last one. Like the last one, um, you know, we we were just... I think maybe I was just really happy to see Sonic on screen. I got a voice on him. You know, that was different than the, like the cartoon. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. I know the fighting was better in this one than in the last one, I thought. Um, so I don't know. It's like kind of a little bit pluses and minuses. Sure. Slightly. I was a bit confused on some stuff that happened, which we can get to later on. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there, the, the first part of the film was like, huh. And then like towards actually, I would say probably the first half of the film was more like meh. And then it picked up kind of towards the end. Of course, the ending was, uh, was very, was very good. Mm-hmm. And the beginning I thought was awesome too. They, they were, they had, um, you know, that, that whole backdrop was seemed to be CG with like the mushrooms and whatnot. Yeah. And I kind of really wanted the movie to stay there. Right. Honestly, hopefully they'll do that in the third one, which yeah. will, you know, kind of leave earth behind and actually be in a Sonic, you know, CG full environment. Cause I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, what was really fun is watching. I'm not going to say what happened because you're going to are are we talking about spoilers? Yeah. But I mean, we're talking about high level thoughts at this point, but that the ending actually with the credits was well, we'll was get to that in a bit. We're, fun. we're not, we're not going to talk about that right now. Okay, yeah, all right. Cully, you love just boing. We're going to 
we're going to like, right. not even just the end, but like the, the after the end credit Easter really egg. Really like that part. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's that. You know, couple steps forward, couple steps back for me. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair assessment. Um, I I didn't notice like a, a huge departure in the color category like you did. I do think perhaps maybe that had to do with the um, added characters of Tails and Knuckles because you you know, you know Tails is a, a brightly colored orange fox yeah. with blue eyes, and then you have Knuckles that it's red uh, fur with uh, kind of more of like a almost a purple violet colored eyes. So yeah, I mean, you're getting quite a bit more color. Whereas in the first film, like you would just have Sonic and then you'd have like kind of the more of the live action sequences, that sort of thing. I do agree. I think that um, at the end of the first movie of Sonic, we see Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik enter that mushroom planet thing. And it was like that glimpse into kind of more of that fantasy land that quite honestly, I mean, I remember when we were reviewing the first movie, we were talking about how we wished actually most of the movie took place within Sonic's world, not the actual earth, you know, real world. We want to see more of kind of the, the initial couple of minutes in that movie where like you actually saw like this, like totally like TLC love letter to like Green Hill Zone, for instance. And we just, we didn't want it to be only two or three minutes long. We wanted that to be the, for like, you know, 90% of the, the entire film. So then we were talking about how we hoped how in the sequel that like the whole earth scene would have been done and done. And now like we're going to continue on into more of like Sonic's world and, and these different other planets that clearly he has the means to travel to based off the rings in his pouch. Unfortunately, that didn't exactly happen really at all. Um, they decided to, to keep it on Earth. And I feel like this is the kind of one of the first things I did want to talk about with you, uh, which I'll, I'll get to in just a minute. But I, I will say that the movie itself is a fun family movie. Uh, you know, your kids are going to really like it. They're going to really enjoy it. Um, the, the CG is very good for, for what it does, what, what it serves. We're, they're not trying to necessarily go for you know, the latest uh, bleeding edge, hyper realistic look, <laughs> but that's fake. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but like for what it is, like, I think that it does the job really, really well. Yeah. And so like I, I went to the theater, like honestly expecting exactly what I saw. I, I wasn't expecting to be moved in a way that would be like, you know, Oscar worthy performances or whatever. So having gotten that out of the way, I do think it was a mistake that they stayed on earth. Right. I just, I feel like when I go to a Sonic movie, I want to be transported from all like elements of familiarity altogether and just be catapulted into this fantasy world, which they have a lot to draw from with all the games. I mean, like the game designers and the environmental artists and whatnot over the past, like 30 years have concocted like all kinds of different levels that they could completely draw from. And so, yeah, it was kind of a bummer to see how he was still on earth and that sort of thing. I do think it was great to see Jim Carrey back. I feel like he just really has fun with this role. It allows him to just be himself. You can tell there's no pressure on him to perform. You know, he's just doing what he does best and he really fits the role. I I will say, I kind of wish that, that he had, perhaps um, 
assumed the egg-shaped form You're that right. we all know and love from right. like the games. You know, like like Dr. Robotnik, I mean, he's got this very like rounded, rotund torso with these little dinky legs. Right. And I, for one, was hoping that maybe like him being on the mushroom planet, like I love, first of all, I love how it starts out. The whole movie starts out and he's got like, it's kind of like the twisted Dr. Emmett Brown version of the, of the intro of back to the future where instead of like the eggs being cooked and food being poured for Einstein, <laughs> it's like this like mushroom contraption. And I love the little Sonic toy thing he made that gets like squished. And I, mean, I thought that was, that was terrific. And I really like too, like, I mean, I was laughing quite a bit watching him, like, just try and choke down this mushroom coffee and mushroom That's tea so as much gross. as he could. It just sounds like the nastiest thing. Yeah. But see, my thing is he's on an alien planet. Like, I thought, oh, this would be, like, the perfect segue into, like, how, like, it, like, it would just mess with his body and how he would just have the 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 actual body type that Eggman has been known to have because you know that someone like Jim Carrey would would just own it like he right. would have so much fun with that silly body type i wonder if they'll go there because i think because in the first movie you know they they introduce like the mustache right so you notice that already and so and baldness he was bald he wasn't bald for most of the film and then like you know at the end you see you're like oh he's starting to turn into him right and so I think if they gave us everything, then it would be like, oh, like there he is. But they would they'd kind of have to make sense that hey, for some reason he got big. Um, but I wish in this one they alluded to it. Like maybe he couldn't stop eating like a certain type of alien grown mushroom or like some fruit or something that was just high fructose. Or, I don't know. Right. You know, whatever. And so you kind of think, ah, he's going to change, change shape maybe you know, in, 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 in later movies. But um, anyway, that, that's neither here nor there, but they kind of maybe, you know, they, they had like the egg bot towards the end mm -hmm. and the egg bot, you know, it, it did, it was muscular, but it kind of sort of did kind of show maybe what he might look like. Maybe I'm stretching it a little bit, but, um, you know, the, the robot kind of did have the robot Nick shape. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that was definitely, a oh, it was an homage to some of the actual Dr. Robotnik contraptions that you fight within the game. Totally. I mean, yeah. I, I would say that with that particular robot that we saw was probably from Sonic two. I want to say um, either Sonic two or Sonic three. Like, like there is definitely some, some heavy references when it comes to that. And I appreciated that as a Sonic fan, I'm a huge Sonic fan. And um, well, I was, I was definitely glad to see that. Let's also talk about, knuckles and tails because I was really excited to see them start to flesh out this cast because if you follow Sonic uh, beyond the games and into even like, like, you know, the anime series that they have, the comic book series that they have, that sort of thing, they have an entire host of different characters that have yet to be introduced. And again, I think that's also part of what I think about in terms of wanting that fantasy land to, to, to just become realized because if they end up showing all these characters on earth, I, I just think there's too much of a, a clash between it's. And again, it's like having human people, you know, come across. I mean, if you see Sonic by himself and he's talking, speaking English and like, 
you know, like, like he tried to keep it on the down low in the first film and the second film, it's like he was way more outwardly exposed to like just more and more people and people just weren't responding the way that like people honestly would if they actually saw a talking hedgehog with right. sneakers. Right. You're, I mean, and then on top of that, you saw tails, which again, there's like a Fox flying a biplane. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that's part of the problem of when you want the whole thing to take place on earth is like, it's, you start to like have a harder and harder time accepting the situation. Right. Yep. That's true. When the whole thing came out, one was like Seattle. I'm like, I don't want to be in Seattle. Right. Or I was like, San Francisco. I'm like, okay, San Francisco. Cool. But I don't want to be there at least for this movie. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to be anywhere in America or on the planet. Yeah. You know, I want to be transported into fantasy green hill zone right you know unplug from what we see on a regular basis there's so many other movies that go oh in seattle new york you know la yeah should get get me out of there show me something else and i think it's also kind of a byproduct when i think of the various video games of sonic because sonic at first was completely within his fantasy world like like every game you played i mean they had all kinds of different zones that they created with different types of art direction themes and it was, it was fantastic and then it was right around i want to say when the sega dreamcast came out they um started to have sonic live within earth so like you know like in between levels like you were like running down the streets of like one of them was like san francisco like you were like you know skateboarding or something uh, going down like, you know, the, the hills within San Francisco where all like, you know, the, the trolley cars usually go, that sort of thing. And then like in between levels, they also had like some I city he, that he would that. run around in. Like, you know, you'd see humans walking around. I'm like, no, guys, this is not the right. I mean, in my opinion, this is not the type of direction that I want Sonic right. to go. Keep him in his fantasy land and everything is just honky dory. It's perfect. And you'll notice too, like within the gaming realm, I think they realize that to a certain extent, because a lot of the newer titles have gone back and embraced the more of like his home world sure. uh, thing. So anyway, enough of that. When it comes to um, knuckles, I was really pleased with uh, the representation of that character. I thought that um, uh, Ildris Elba, who, who was the voice of, of knuckles, did a fantastic job. I loved his persona in, in the movie because um, you, you, you have like, like different types of personalities that, that you want to gel together. Like Sonic sure. obviously is kind of like the, the hip cool kid, but, but not one that necessarily is like a bully or like chip on the shoulder. Like he actually helps out you know, other people in need, that sort of thing. And then you have like tails. Who's like more of the, the smart guy. You know, he, he has all the gadgets. He's intelligent, that sort of thing. And then you have knuckles. Who's kind of a hothead. Really? I mean, he's kind of the Raphael of the Sonic world or and the Ninja Turtle world. Well, I was gonna say for well, in knuckles case in, in the world of Sonic, he's the Raphael of the right. Sonic world. Sure. And, um, at the same time though, I noticed a little bit of buzz Lightyear within the way knuckles was portrayed in this simply from the, like how he didn't have a firm grasp on like, you know, like earth's customs or like the way he spoke was like so formal and like, you know, kind of ancient warrior esque as opposed to how we all talk and like Sonic had been acclimated to like how the earthlings interacted and spoke and that sort of thing. But like every time that like knuckles said something, it was just like, like even Sonic's like, I have no idea what you just said. And I thought, you know, it was just funny because I found myself thinking about how 
during more of like the the Buzz Lightyear, like especially in Toy Story One, where he was delusional, right? Like, I right. mean, he really thought he was like a, a live. Uh, being he didn't know he was a toy and so he he just spoke like you know the space rangery way and everybody else was like is he for real like what the heck is going on <laughs> so i thought that worked really well in this movie i was really happy at the portrayal of knuckles um in terms of his personality and in the visuals um itself what about you yeah i uh, i like how they 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 made knuckles um i i kind of figured like in the game you know i've never actually seen Knuckles in like the cartoon and in the game, of course, just dialogue. But I kind of figured he would have more of like a uh, deeper uh, kind of brutish voice to him because he's not going to be uppity and hippie. I mean, he, Sonic has like, for example, well, I guess they kind of do have like the pointed down eyebrows, but Sonic looks so like bright and bushy tailed, you know, and uh, no pun intended. Um, but <laughs> well, technically Sonic doesn't have a bushy tail. I'm just saying it's a figure of speech. Um, but, uh, but Knuckles is more just like real, just, I'm going to, you know, come beat you up. So I don't need to jump on you and I don't need to use my quills. I'm just going to like punch you in the face and then pop that creature right out of that, you know, the contraption or whatever. Um, and so I thought, okay, well that voice definitely makes sense. And I, and as far as tales too, I kind of figured he would be some sort of cutesy, yeah. not necessarily a kid's voice, but I mean, he does th- definitely looks more innocent than Sonic, younger, less experienced, more impressionable, more yeah. impressionable, not so in your face type of thing. Um, and so a lot of the, yeah, the voices, the, you know, the cast who, who did the voices I thought were, were well selected. I yeah. Mean, they, they, I think they fit the characters for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it was fun just to see the chemistry between those three characters, because again, this is, this is a Sonic movie, right? Like we right. want to just be completely, um, just immersed in this world that we've come to know and love. And I think that, that, um, there, there were a couple of instances throughout the movie that I felt were kind of throwaway scenes that honestly could have been like the time could have been spent once again, doing more of a different approach overall to the film. Like uh, the wedding scene just didn't need to happen. I felt like that was yeah. a complete waste of time. And um, what was the other scene? There was another, there was a second there scene. There was a dance off. That that's I, what it was. Yeah. Yeah, there was a dance off. And again, I don't know if like the the film's creators just felt compelled, like they had to have these scenes with humans because they were afraid the kids were going to get bored with seeing these these characters from the Sonic world. But I'm like, that's why we paid the movie ticket. Right. We don't want to see like this random stuff going on, like the like the <laughs> the what was it Siberia Siberia Siberian yeah. dance off, and then you had like this wedding thing with like the undercover agents. I'm just like, guys, yeah. this is this has nothing to do with the the Sonic world itself, and that. I mean, we could have gotten back. I mean, I probably like at least 20 minutes oh, worth yeah, of, uh, of film like 30. time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of feel that, that they have to include a lot of, of, of this non CG type of stuff. I mean, Sonic and tails were in that dance off, but I mean, it wasn't so hyper action, you know? And I wonder what like all this CG costs, because I think at some point they know that too, but it comes down to budget, I mm. think. So I don't know. Maybe they, maybe yes, maybe no. But the whole wedding thing, I just thought it was it surrounded like the one character that with the least significance in the yeah. last movie. And so I thought, okay, you brought this person back, and now we're going to 
let her take over right. this whole segment of the movie. And I mean, I guess that it could have, it was slightly funny at one time, but they just drew it out and out and out. And then they just let it go as if it didn't exist anymore. I mean, I didn't, I don't know. It was kind of just left untied. I don't know why. <laughs> to me, it made no sense whatsoever. Like, why are you going to, it was funny to have, the, that the guy tried to rip off the ring. I knew that was going to happen yeah. once he was like, Oh, I'm doing the strike. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be something later. In yeah. the movie. Um, but I mean, that whole scene was kind of funny. Um, but that was it. Yeah. That was it. And only it. So I don't know. I do like how the movie started to explore the chaos emeralds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that, that was the right choice to make. However, the execution of the journey itself, again, it was flawed because we weren't in the world of Sonic. And really, like, probably one of my favorite parts of the entire movie was when they were trying to get that green emerald, the one that, you know, housed all the other Chaos Emeralds in there. And they were, they you know, they, they discovered some kind of uh, ancient... Uh, you know, tower building thing underneath the ocean. And like, and suddenly like you see Sonic going through all these booby traps and whatnot. And it looks just like a couple of the levels from the games. And once again, like at that point I was into the movie, I was like, good, this is what I want to see. This is what I'm talking about. Like when he was underwater, like his fear of water is legit because in the game, he, it's either insta death or like you, yes, you have levels that you go underwater, but he has to hold his breath. And I loved how they, once again, right. you know, he saw the, the air bubble go, he goes, <laughs> you know, and, and got, got some of that air. So that was, that was a success. That was very, very good. And it was so funny because it wasn't until the last third of the movie that we finally get to see something that resembles um, Sonic's world or the levels that we've played within Sonic. And the whole time, as I'm enjoying this, I'm thinking, why couldn't the entire movie look like this? Like, why couldn't we have like gone from you know, planet to planet. Again, he has the ability to travel or maybe he just goes to one planet, which is like his home world or whatever. I don't know. But it would have been really cool to have seen, you know, and, and again, instead of just going for just one, because in the game, it's customary to have to collect all the Chaos Emeralds, which then, you know, manifest and turn that into like the, the super powerful abilities that, that you saw in this movie. But instead, they were just going for the one. And it's like, no, 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 they, there should have been like this wild goose chase across galaxies and universes where like, you know, Sonic has the map. He has the rings. Knuckles and Dr. Robotnik are trying to go after him. Maybe they've collected some, maybe they haven't, you know, again, it it plays into like what's tried and true within the games themselves because that's what you have to do. So that's, I don't know. I go back and forth that because like I, it's weird how Hollywood feels compelled to have to have those moments with people actors. (laughs) Like if you think of like, like the Godzilla movies that have come out recently, right? Like they feel compelled to have to like, well, there has to be a scene where like some character is dawn or, or downtrodden and they have family issues and they're having to work it out. And, and then all of a sudden this natural disaster occurs and Godzilla comes. It's like, no, 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 no. I paid to watch Godzilla <laughs> rampage and destroy stuff. That's why I paid my movie ticket. I don't care about these fictional characters yeah, that have right. nothing to do with the story of Godzilla. 
And I feel like that that's kind of the same thing with Sonic where it's like, you know, I like the actors that play, you know, kind of his foster parents. Sure. You know, I, I think they, they fit the, you know, w- w- their job very well. I think the, the, the lady who plays the, the wife is one of the most beautiful oh, women I've geez. ever seen. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. When she smiles, I know she's like, Oh, hi. Oh, nice to, nice yeah. to meet you. Thanks for being on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's it's nothing against her or anything like that. But again, this is a Sonic movie. This is a Sonic story. And having real life actors in there, I just don't think is necessary. Full heartedly agree, Russ. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? That's why I'm saying, I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying the only thing I can think of of why they chose what they chose is because of budget. I think... We, recently we were talking about Halo and then we were talking about like all these scenes with all these other random characters besides Master Chief. Right. And it kind of, and, and I, I just have to think that, okay, the combat was cool and then everything outside the combat was not cool, but all these CG elites and explosions and, and the, the ships and stuff, all that costs a crap ton of money, yeah. you know, to put on screen. And even though it looks cool, they can't have like a full hour of nonstop like CG because who knows what the price tag is going to be at the end of the day. And so I have to think that, that, that that's the choice they, they had to make where we go, okay, I, the, the movie's going to last this long. Mm-hmm. We have to fill it with something. By the way, do you think it was too long? I don't think it was too long. Um, honestly, I think the problem was they, 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 you could tell the script writers were conflicted with like, okay, how do we tell a Sonic story and then shoehorn in all of this unnecessary human drama and conflict? Right. What they should have done is they should have like had the movie start out where perhaps Sonic is hanging out, chilling with his foster parents at the house. And then all of a sudden, like, um, things start to transpire where Sonic realizes that he needs to go off and and collect these chaos emeralds, right? So at that point, that's the vehicle, right? Like that's the that's the the catapult that launches him into uh, his next journey. So that way, there's a continuation from the first film. You get to see a cameo of like his foster parents sure. stuff like that. That's really cool. But then he's off and he's doing his thing. And, um, and I think that would have been a much more rewarding adventure to go through and see and see the thing is, and and I feel like, 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 like this is kind of key with, with regards to like, kind of like the human aspect of this. Jim Carrey is the link to humanity in these movies. Like Jim Carrey fulfills that, that like <laughs> earthling representation, sure. if you will. And it works because Jim Carrey is such a character himself. Like he's able to embody himself and embrace these crazy wacky characters. And so he becomes almost like a CG character like Sonic and that sort of thing. And he, and this character in particular is so eccentric and he has all these crazy gadgets and gasmo gasmos, 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 joy, joy, gasms, <laughs> gadgets, what was this? gadgets and gizmos, man. Maybe no. widgets was in there somewhere too. Widgets, 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 what you call it, and gizwits. It's just Gizzards. all kinds of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I feel like he f- fulfills that part of it, and it would have been really fun to have seen once again someone like Jim Carrey in these fantasy worlds or these fantasy lands, and like doing what he does best. And, I, and I, honestly, I think that that would have been a really fun ride. 
I I agree, Russ. I think you're onto something there. Yes. Okay, so yeah. going toward the end, it was really satisfying to watch Sonic become supersonic. It was great, like like to your point, to see, um, you know, kind of one of the Doctor Robot Nick's uh, <laughs> mammoth robots and whatnot. It definitely pays homage. That was a lot of fun. I, for one, I enjoyed watching the the relationship between Sonic and Knuckles um, just evolve over the movie. It was yeah. great to see Sonic and Tails become Insta BFFs, and I absolutely love. I mean, certain visuals like like Tails holding Sonic and, and flying through the air with his tails. I, it just it brings back right. so much loving nostalgia for me. I'm just like yes. And they had the biplane too. And they had yeah, the biplane yeah. was, was like super popular from Sonic Two. So yeah, all of those nods to fan service. Definitely thumbs up from someone like myself who, like I said, I'm just a a huge fan of the Sonic franchise. So um, then we get to the very end, which I know you were chomping at the bit for. So please take it away, Steve. Well, I'm I'm thinking like the very, very, very end. Oh, I know. So. Oh, I know. I, so the credits start to roll and, and I mean, you just see like the kind of like the movie adaptation of what you, what we just watched but in pixel like 16-bit 32-bit kind of form and to me that was like almost more entertaining because you saw like a pixel version of Jim Carrey's Robotnik and you see Knuckles and you see Tails and of course you see Sonic and it's a mix of him going through familiar levels that we've all played through in the game and a mix of what we just saw in the movie and to me it was like this is so entertaining. I'm watching the credits and not to me, it's almost the highlight of the film. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and even though it was all pixelated, I'm like, that's where I want to be. And I had a smile on my face that entire sequence. Yeah. No, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And they did that in the first film too. They I did it in, Yeah. Right. And so, it, yeah, those are just great because they're callbacks to like the, the 16 bit, 32 bit era when the pixels were king and, and how they, you know, they, they updated it a bit to reflect how they looked in the films. But yeah, I mean, like it was so cool to be able to go back and, and see that. And that's, that's what they really got right. And it just, yeah, it's just so surprising how like there are certain key areas where it's just like, they, they totally nailed it. And then other parts where you're like, no, 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 no. You don't have to go there. Just stay over here. Yeah. So, um, were you, did you find yourself laughing more in this one than the last one? You know, I think I did. Honestly, really? I was having a good time. I, I thought that Jim Carrey was actually funnier in this one. And I think, you know, in the first film, if you recall, he kind of had to keep his physical humor kind of under the radar because he was kind of passing himself off as kind of a, a normal eccentric uh, military scientist or something for the U S government. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then like as time went on throughout the first film, how like he got more and more just out of his shell, so to speak this one. I mean, he's just out. He's just like, boom. And so, <laughs> like I said, like when I was watching him uh, <laughs> do the whole like mushroom coffee thing. I mean, that was so, f- I mean, I love how like, I mean, they just went with it and went with it. And, and you saw time after time after right. time. And that's literally the only thing he had to like survive upon. And I just, I thought that was great. Or like, you know, there are other instances too, where I thought that, um, you know, once again, Jim Carrey was actually really funny with his like physical humor. Some of it you could tell was, was aimed for the kiddos and that's totally fine. And, and, uh, 
honestly, some of the funniest stuff though, aside from Jim Carrey, once again, it was Knuckles. His dialogue caused me to laugh so many times because I didn't the think delivery, it was that funny. Oh, for me, like the, the delivery was so funny because of how it like if it was just said in any other way, but like, you know, like the the the, the performance was the same, it wouldn't be funny. But it, it was the script, the way that they wrote his dialogue and the, and the combination of the words they use. I don't know. I, I just I, it wasn't like I had like belly laughter, but I mean, I had like lots of chuckles. I was like, dude, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. I kind of just fell flat with me. I mean, there were, there were times where I was like, for example, I thought it was funny. This was probably one of the only times that I laughed, honestly. There were, there were some creative stuff in there, but like when they were referencing like other movies, you know, um, which let me laugh a little bit, but uh, when they were going through the temple and then. Robotnik says, oh, yeah, like, I figured it out. It's yeah. like every seven <laughs> seconds or something, and, like, there's this huge axe that comes in, like... <laughs> I was laughing at that, too. Like, you know, he, he was like, oh, I cut off my mustache or something, you know. His um, expression was priceless at that right. point. And, like, you know, it was a little bit of wind from the axe. It goes, Whoo. I mean, it was, like, almost like a Looney Tunes moment. He's like... <laughs> 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 I wish I had more of that in the movie. Yeah. Um, because there were times when they, they, they... It seemed like they were trying to be funny, and I thought, okay, that's not hitting with me. And I'm not hearing other laughter much, you know, like in the theater. So Coming it from seems like the like, kids and stuff. Yeah, it seemed like it wasn't hitting with the kids. Um, so I'm like, okay, who are you trying to aim this movie at? Because, like, there was a joke where they mentioned The Rock and Vin Diesel from The Fast and the Furious. That one actually, I, I where I was sitting, I heard chuckles. Okay, so, but I mean, no, no kid's going to get that if they're not even a teenager, right? And so like, okay, that okay, I, I chuckled that because I knew what that joke meant. Yeah. But then it seemed like they were really aiming other stuff towards the kids, but then the kids, I, I don't know. I just thought the movie, I, I found myself laughing at the first movie, I think better okay. or more so than, than I, I think at this one. That's, that's totally fair. That is totally fair. Let me ask you this, Russ. I love it when you ask me questions, Steve. What do you think... So I got a two questions in one. I kind of thought that the that the sheriff was kind of a throwaway character. I kind of I thought he was in the Wade? first one. Was that Wade? Are you talking about the guy with like the? He was on the scooter with the like light on his head. Right. Was he in the first movie? I want to say he was. I want to. It's been a while since I've seen the first one, but I want to say he was like his deputy or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. I kind of thought he was kind of a, a bit of a throwaway character. Oh, he totally was. And I kind of thought that Robotnik's assistant was kind of a throwaway character. I thought he was good in the first movie, and I and I, I think he played his part. And this one, I kind of thought that you okay. He didn't really have much of a part to play other than just you know, oh whoa, you know, yeah. I, I, you're amazing sort of thing. And um, it, he didn't really fit either, in my opinion. I feel like they didn't they didn't utilize his character correctly because um I I got I I enjoyed him in the first movie and then in the second movie it was like I almost like wanted him to become it's almost like the Pink Panther movies right where like you have someone like you know Pink you know, Inspector Clouseau always um, if you recall, Inspector Clouseau always had like his, uh, like basically his butler caretaker type. Now in the Pink Panther movies, he was always keeping Inspector Clouseau on his toes with like, <laughs> he, like, like Inspector Clouseau would be coming home from like a hard day at work. And then all of a sudden, like 
the butler's hand would burst through the wall and start choking him because he's trying to like you know keep his training skills sharpened and everything right. and, and just the, <laughs> the the sheer absurdity of it actually made for like some of the most memorable moments <laughs> within the the Pink Panther films. Right. And I'm not saying necessarily he had to go to that extreme with Doctor Robotnik, but to you know something similar in that regard. Where like I just I I think had there had been something along those lines, I think there would have been a bit more relevance for having that character still be in the sequel. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the Easter egg during the credits, Steve? Yeah, I figured they would show another character. I didn't think it was going to be, um, i trying to remember the name of the, uh, what's the name of the character, Steve? Shadow. Oh, he got <laughs> it right. <laughs> Um, I'm proud of you, Steve. I was thinking they were going to show. So very proud of you. Uh, no, I am going to forget the name of this one though. Um, what's the what's the machine Sonic like? Robo Sonic or something? Mecha Sonic. Mecha Sonic. Yes, sir. Mecha or Mega? Mecha. Mecha. Yes. It's a mech. I, I thought they were going to show that one. Honestly, I didn't know which one they were going to show. By the time I saw kind of like the lower half. Uh, you know, it was pretty dark. That sort of thing. And I was going back and forth. I'm like, it's either going to be shadow or Mechasonic. shadow, Mechasonic. which one's going to be honestly, I'm pumped at shadow. Uh-huh. I think, I think it's fantastic. Shadow is Sonic's rival within all of the stories. And I, for one, am very much looking forward to seeing him in uh, the, the, the third chapter, if they end up making one, but it was still on. A, I'm sorry. About to cut you off. Sorry, Russ. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, go ahead. They still they they still have it on Earth though. They're like, oh, this undisclosed location on Earth, you know. So it makes me think that mm, like the third movie is gonna still be here. I was I was just about to talk about that. I was alluding to that as well. Where my hope is is that the third, if they make a third film, that they do not do it on Earth. I'm. I do not want to be on Earth anymore. I'm sick and tired of being on Earth. I'm sick of Earth, man. I'm totally sick <laughs> of being on Earth. No, but I mean, I just again, there's so much for them to draw from with all of the. Again, Sonic's 30 years old. I want to say. Man, Russ, yeah. I mean, he's been around for a long time. They have long decades time. worth of source material That's to draw from. Right. So, and, and again, too, like here. Here's the other thing. The, okay. The visual clash be, it becomes more and more noticeable with the more fantasy characters that you introduce into Earth. Right. Like that's like it's it's one thing if you have just Sonic mm. and then you have everybody else around and mm. everything else. Like, okay, well, it's it is what it is, but it's not too bad. I mean, with Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles all together in this film, you know, you're just like, wow, that's a whole lot of like fantasy within what's supposed to be reality. And now they're already teasing Shadow coming into the mix as well. I just, I feel like there's, there's too, there's becoming too much of a visual clash between reality versus fantasy. And again, if you follow Sonic, there are like, this is just the beginning. Like they have so many other characters that exist that are, you know, Sonic's friends and like, you know, neutral characters and that sort of thing. So they have plenty to work with and introduce and that sort of thing. But again, I, it's just going to be weird having all of these fantasy characters exist on Earth. Right. 
Let me ask you this, Russ, because I think I missed something in the movie. I may have missed it. Oh. So remember that, that the whole snow scene? They're all snowboarding down and being cool, uh-huh. right? Okay. So towards the end of that, Sonic loses his pouch of rings. Man pouch. Right? His satchel of the ring portals. Hedgehog pouch. And it goes flying off a cliff. And he's like, no. Yeah, I remember that. Does he ever get those rings back? Well, apparently he did because later on, if you recall, all of a sudden he had a ring and when he needed it and, and threw out a, a teleporter. So, I, yeah, that was kind of glossed over a bit. But I again, I was missed it. It's a kid's movie. You know, it's, it's yeah, it has to make sense. I do feel like that was something that could have been easily addressed and uh, may have been overlooked. I'm not like, exactly I thought sure. I missed it, but apparently I didn't. I do really like, I got to say, once again, I do really like, what do you like the art direction of Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles in this movie. I, I thought they were all appealing. I didn't have an issue with any of them. Did you? No, I don't know. Again, well, another thing that I thought was fun was how, like, you know, Knuckles was not um, savvy when it came to, like, some of the traditions of humans and like you know the whole handshake thing was great how like every time he shook someone's hand he just crushed it and he wasn't trying to but like everyone else is just like ah i like that little little touches like that steve Mm. that was funny a little bit what are your uh final thoughts and rating of the movie steve well i think we have to give this one you know actually i forgot what i gave the last one but i think i'm gonna give this one a 2.5 a uh, 2.5. I'm going to say a 2.5. I um, I went in with no expectations. I mean, I had a pretty good time with the first one. You're rating this the same as Morbius, Steve? Yes, I am. Russ, I am rating this one the same. I, I just didn't feel as entertained with this one as I did the first one. I wanted to laugh, and I didn't laugh all that much. Um, I thought the action was better, but I thought they this stuff too much that they could have thrown away with and maybe shortened the movie and gave us more like precisely what we're looking for. And instead they like gave us more stuff that we didn't want and they made the movie longer, which to me just didn't make sense. There's a whole lot of stuff in the movie that just did not make sense. And um, I don't know. I, I just was not as entertained as I was the first go around. Okay. Um, And it seems like they're going to continue on the same path, which is definitely not encouraging. Um, Going forward, I would hope they would, you know, of course, I want Dr. Robot Nick to look more like Dr. Robot Nick. I want want to see more CG. I want a fully, like, outside of Earth, different dimension, more in touch with the video game than on Earth. Um, I want it just, I, I need a big kind of change. And I think they need a different writer for the script, too. I, I just did... I'm glad you had fun with the jokes. I'm glad you had, you laughed. I did. Laughter is important. I just It just didn't work for me. And that's totally fair. I mean, I, you know, again, they're making this game... This game. They're making this movie based on a game right. for kids. So they're, they're trying to appeal to more of, like, the kiddo sense of humor. The kiddos. Well, for me... Um, so I was really happy to see Sonic on screen again. Mm. However, I do think that there were certain scenes that were just throwaways. I, I, I think that they had no place 
being in a Sonic movie, I, I don't know for the life of me why they decided that they felt they had to put in like the, the wedding scene or the dance off scene. Th- those are just unnecessary. And furthermore, I, I was just bummed that we were on earth once again. On the flip side, though, I really love the the CG. I felt like the the characters were super appealing. I love the, the the voice performances by all involved and um, Jim Carrey. I mean, Jim Carrey to a large extent really carried the movie. I mean, he he was perfectly cast as he was the first time. And I'm with you. I I, I hope that you know that there there's <clears throat> a, a opportunity maybe in the third film where he can kind of embrace more of the, the body type that we all know and love from Dr. Robot Nick. And I'm glad honestly that they are teasing the possibility of a third film. Cause again, I, I want to continue going and seeing Sonic on the, on the silver screen. The only thing is, is that I'm concerned about how the fans are going to continue to take it. If they stay with this like earth formula. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I give it three stars. It had moments where I was laughing. I was chuckling. Like I said, I enjoyed seeing Jim Carrey on screen. I enjoyed seeing all the different characters. I like the journey of the relationship between Sonic and Knuckles, as well as the uh, befriending and meeting up of Tails. You know, so like th- there were definitely some some nuggets in there. So I, hmm. you know, my hope is is that that they'll continue to to iterate and evolve and learn, and uh, we'll have an even better f- film uh, in the future. Sounds good, Russ. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm (laughs) where you can enjoy exclusive (laughs) perks and early access to the show. (laughs) Not to mention it continues financially helping us do Joygasm. Also, make sure you give a knuckle sandwich to that subscribe button and maybe zap that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, do a search for at Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. We're on just about all of them. We have all kinds of fun behind the scenes picks and little no nonsense. Well, not, not, not no nonsense, a whole lot of nonsense that you'll have a lot of fun with. And last but not least do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Speaking of which, we hope you come back and join us next week when we give our first impressions of Elden Ring. It's gonna be a doozy. We'll see you then. <laughs>